Welcome to Books and Sound. I'm your host, Don Beavers, and this episode contains a digitally remastered theatrical presentation of one of the great works of literature. Please remember to subscribe so that you can enjoy new episodes as they are released. This podcast is provided free and offered without commercial interruption. If you enjoy the episode, please leave us a positive review so that we can grow the podcast. Enjoy. Makers of Campbell Soup present the Campbell Playhouse. Orson Welles, producer. Good evening. This is Orson Welles. Our offering for tonight, Theodora Goes Wild deals with the fascinating subject of a lady who leads a double life. This is, of course, a particularly fascinating subject where the lady is a beautiful, straight-laced, virtuous young woman who is at the same time the author of the most lurid bestseller of the day. Well, when that happens, we arrive at as diverting and heartwarming a piece of entertainment as Theodora Goes Wild, the Columbia Pictures Corporation's success of a few seasons ago which we're about to present tonight. Miss Loretta Young is our star, the Miss Loretta Young than whom no other Hollywood actress of recent years has made more of an impression upon the susceptible male youth of America as the dream girl whom it would be the supreme delight to take to the college prom, the uh, marriage registry bureau, the folks back on the farm for Thanksgiving dinner, or any of the other thousand places in which it imagines itself with its romantic choice. As usual, the male youth of America is right. Theodora Goes Wild starts on its hilarious and romantic way in just a moment, but first, here's something that could have happened the other night. Supper time in the house just down the street from where you live. Do more soup, guys? There's plenty. Ooh. I believe I will. Good. Certainly hit the spot on a cold night. Mm-hmm. I thought you said you'd been shopping all day. Why, I have been, yes. But vegetable soup, I mean... Doesn't it take you quite a while to... <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say something about that. This is Campbell's vegetable soup. Campbell's, eh? Mm-hmm. Now, it certainly tastes fine, all right. Lots of vegetables in it, too, the way I like it. You know something? What, dear? I've always said you make grand vegetable soup. I still say so. But say, when you can buy as fine a vegetable soup as this, why, there's just no sense of you spending time making it anymore. That's something that's happening daily in countless homes the country over. Because Campbell's way of making vegetable soup is really the good home way, too. They simmer a vigorous beef stock and fill it with a variety of tender cooked vegetables, 15 of them. Now, isn't that just the tempting, nourishing kind of vegetable soup you want your family to have? Why not have heartwarming plates of Campbell's vegetable soup for supper, say, tomorrow night? And now, Loretta Young and Orson Welles in Theodora Goes Wild. Johnson, I apologize. 
I apologize for breaking my neck to buy the rights to the best-selling novel of the day. I apologize for waking Linfield out of a 20-year sleep to show how people live and love in the wide-awake world. I apologize. What's that? You're giving me fair warning. Miss Rebecca Lynn has called a special meeting of the Ladies' Aid Society tonight to take the matter up officially. Hello, Linfield Bugle. One minute, please. What's that, Mrs. Johnson? You bet I'll be there. Yes, madam, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Mr. Walker, I apologize. One moment, ladies. One moment. Ladies. One moment. Ladies. One moment. For those of you who haven't read Miss Caroline Adams' masterpiece, let me tell you, it gets even worse. Listen, you understand these are not my words. Of course, dear. They're Caroline Adams. I'm simply reading. Reading from page five of Jed Waterbury's Lindsay of Bugle. <laughs> I'd better be going home. Mr. Waterbury, you ought to be ashamed. I apologize. I'd better be going home, Pamela said. It's late. Senator smiled a few minutes before he answered, his eyes devouring her all the while. Home, Pamela? Why, you pretty little... Thing. It's very early. The night's just begun. For us, it's printed just like all the other words, Miss Rebecca. I know how to read, Mr. Waterbury. I resume, ladies. Resume. <laughs> he started slowly toward her. His steps were so deliberately relentless. Pamela felt imprisoned and helpless. Uh, that's what I can't understand, Rebecca. It said that the door was unlocked. But the man was suggested blue. Frank, Mrs. Hoygrat. The man was suggested blue. Oh, please, please, please. She wanted so much to run out of this strange apartment down into the street, but her brain was reeling with drink, and she was robbed of all purpose. He was close to her. He reached out violently, his hands fastened in her arms. She was suddenly pressed tight against him. She fought desperately to break out of his grasp. Let me go, let me go! She shrieked. She could feel his breath at her cheek, his lips on her. Hers. The room suddenly went dark. That's enough, Rebecca. I think he's heard Miss Rebecca, Miss Rebecca, if you don't mind, I haven't been taking the bugle lately. I'd like to hear the rest. Don't worry, Miss Wilson. You can get a copy. I printed an extra hundred. I knew there'd be a demand for them after Miss Rebecca got through reading. That'll be enough from you, Mr. Waterbury. The issue... And remember, ladies, that was only the first installment. The issue is closed. It's clear. The issue is closed. It's clear. Is this literary circle going to let filthy vile trash like this come right into our home and corrupt our vile family? There you are. Do we or do we not want this book stopped, ladies? All in favor, say aye. Aye. Is that plain enough, Jed Waterbury? Yes, that's plain enough, and I got more important things to do than fight the literary circle of Linfield. I'll just cut out printing the thing from now on. That's fine. But I'd better warn all of you. I only got 100 copies of this paper. Come early and avoid the luck. Oh, girl. This is Hoybrow. Now, one thing more. It says here that this book is published by Stevenson and Company in New York. Well... I propose that the literary circle go on record right here and now is condemning Stevenson and Company lock, stock, and barrel. All in favor! Theodora. Uh, yes, Uncle Rebecca. Theodora, you didn't say I. Did not? No. Oh. Do you or do you not condemn this book, Theodora? I. Yeah, that's fine. Ladies, I think I'll draw up a resolution tonight. And when my little niece, Theodora, goes to New York tomorrow, she can see that the resolution is sent to this Stevenson and Company. Agree? I. Theodora. Aye, Uncle Becker. Aye. To Arthur Stevenson, Stevenson and Company, New York. Please be advised that at an extraordinary meeting of the Ladies' Literary Circle of Linfield, it was unanimously agreed that you be informed that, in our opinion, the new novel by Caroline Adams, published by you, is a disgrace to American morals and a sin to American youth. Signed, 
Linfield Literary Circle. It's magnificent. That's what it is. And it's all your own fault, Mr. Stevenson. My fault, Miss Lynn. Well, why did you have to sell the serial rights to my book to the Linfield Bugle? Oh, why not? I think that's very funny, Miss Lynn. Uh, Miss Adams. Oh, all right. Miss yes. Adams. And now, will you please stop worrying? The identity of Carolyn Adams will never be known. I'll carry the secret to the grave. That takes care of everything, doesn't it? Everything but my own conscience. Oh, if Linfield ever oh, finds out that I... Oh, Miss Adams. Don't tell me you care what the Linfield Literary Circle thinks. Well, I can't help it. I'm part of it and everything else in Linfield. Were you raised in a small town by a maiden man? No. Have you taught Sunday school for ten years? No. Have you played the organ in church since you were 15? No. Well, I have. And right now I ask myself, where did Carolyn Adams come from? How did all this start, anyway? Well, you walked in here one day with a very promising manuscript. My first and my last, Mr. Stevenson. Carolyn Adams has written her last book. Goodbye, Mr. Stevenson. Oh, wait a minute, uh... There's something else that's very important. It seems that I tell the truth, I mean, the way it is. Well, frankly, I promised my wife the next time you came in, she could meet you. You what? Oh, I, I simply had to. But you promised. Nobody. You said you'd carry my secret to the grave. Oh, I will. I swear I will. I'll arrange to have my wife buried with me. But I'll I... do any... Good day, Mr. Stevenson. I beg you. I implore no, you. I sorry. beseech you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I never believe it. Why, you don't tell me you're Caroline Adams. Oh, uh, Adams, I had no idea. I mean, there was... Oh, can I introduce you, Arthur? Oh, yes, of course, dear. Allow me, Miss Lynn, my wife, my wife, Miss Adams. Miss Stevens, I'll never forgive you for this, Mrs. Stevens. Oh, you're worrying about your secret inside. I think it. I swear... You uh, had better close the door, Ethel. Of course. I'll close it. Hello? Uh, who are you? Oh, don't mind me. I, uh... Hello. I said hello. Get out of here, Michael. I just came in. The one thing I can say for Michael Grant, he only shows up where he's not invited. What do you want, Michael? That's a fair question. I'll give you a fair answer. I heard that Caroline Adams you, was here. What I... do you mean you heard? You snooped around and found one out. One way of hearing. Frankly, I felt you ought to meet me, Miss Adams. I'm the man who painted the cover for your book and the glorious woman on the poster. Well, I don't know about glorious, but I know she's very underdressed. Yes, she is. That's where I found her in your book, Miss Adams. You I did? even had to add some quotes to her, as a matter oh, of fact. Oh, you apparently pictured it as just yourself. Yes, you're not the way I pictured you, Miss Adams, yourself. I know. Oh, I Miss Adams you aren't. No, I, I'd always oh. imagine that Miss Adams ought to look like a, uh, well, she ought to look like a woman who's lived. Well, I've lived. I mean like in your book. What's the explanation? Well, I, I fail to see why I should be dissipated looking just to please you, Mr. Grant. Let her alone, Michael. Hmm. How did you expect to see a, a, a tattooed woman? Well, of course exactly he didn't, Miss Adams. No, I never could get a word about you out of Arthur. I'm just sorry to know things. Uh, did you live that scene in which you and Sir Anthony... And Miss really, Adams I, I, to go, darling. Yes, I do have to go. I, I've got several appointments. Well, maybe later in the afternoon. No, I'm sorry. My whole afternoon is taken. Oh, that's all right. We'll all have dinner together. No, no, no. Really, I won't be able to. But thank you very much. I have to catch an early train back to... Uh, uh, back home. Oh, where's that? Well, out uh, out west. Way out west. Out, uh, well, west. No, Miss Adams, there are trains leaving all night to way out west. You simply have to meet us. No, no, I won't take no for an answer. No, and I... when Ethel won't take no for an then answer. Then it's all arranged. Right. We'll meet you at... No, really, Miss... no Mr. use uh... calling in the police, Miss Adams. You won't be able to get out of it. But I promise you, we'll put you on the earliest possible train after dinner. Very well, I... I'll be here. I really will, but I, I've got to go now. Have a nice afternoon. Yes, I will indeed. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll be just six o'clock. Goodbye, darling. You shouldn't have bullied that poor girl into having dinner with us. That was her own idea. Yes, well, dear. I'll be running along, too. Uh, sorry you can't have dinner with us. Yes, I'm so. Who said I could? I did. Just now. I 
Miss Adams. All those other books, Arthur Publishers. Uh, on a donkey through Brazil. Uh, the semi-totalitarian state is inevitable. Or was there really a fast mistake in Oh, care about books like that. But you're not. I'm awfully glad you like it, Mrs. Oh, I didn't like it. I loved it. Well, I oh, had a woman who hasn't lived. Who has known what it is to spend empty nights. Whose heart is beating faster than each from then. Uh, Miss Adams remembers the phrase she wrote, Ethel. You don't have to quote them to her. Uh, tell me something, Miss Adams. Uh, just between us. Did you write why we uh, the things actually were happening? What? Or did you uh, wait later? Until the veil of memory. Mrs. Yes. Stevenson, you must believe me. A, a writer doesn't have to experience the things she writes about. Oh, I know. It's, a, it's so lovely, and she really does. And everybody reading your book can tell Oh, her. I wish I'd never written that book, Mrs. Stevenson. I really do. Well, for a book that has sold nearly 200,000 copies and still going strong, that's quite a wish. Oh, but you had to write that. the book, Miss Adams. You had to. Only a woman whose soul is being shattered like yours could have written it. Only a my soul isn't shattered, Mrs. Stevenson. Oh, how brave you are. Take that note of envy out of your voice, Ethel. It isn't decent. How about some cocktails? A martini. How about you, Miss Adams? None, thank you. Oh, if you'd rather have some vodka, Miss no. Adams. I'm sure Arthur can arrange. No, thank you. Nothing at all. Oh, why not? Well, maybe it's because she doesn't want anything to drink, Ethel. Uh, waiter, two yes, martinis. Sir? Yes, sir. Will you have anything? Well, we'll order later. Yes. You know, Miss Adams, I've known you anywhere just from your description of Pamela. You're a doctor. Oh, I'll never forget her first meeting with Spencer. Tell the truth, Miss Adams. That part is completely autobiographical. Mrs. Stevens, you mean... Uh, you think that... But, Mrs. Stevens, I assure you every word of that scene was made up. Oh, of course it was, Miss Adams. But from memory, wasn't it? Is that what everyone thinks? That I'm supposed... Uh, of course. To... Of course. Why, when Michael... Oh. You know, Michael Grant, he was in the office today. Yes, indeed. When he heard you were coming up to the he office... He had two notions about you, Miss Adams. One was the same as Ethel's. Really? Yes. The other was that you were an old maid schoolteacher with a petticoat well, joint. Well, how very interesting. Yes, and since it? you're not an old maid schoolteacher... You, you have to know Michael to understand. He, he rather fancies himself as a man who knows women. I can get along very well without men who know women. I have so far. Then I'm just in time. Michael! Yes, uh, you've no idea what you miss, Miss Adams, you need to have your innermost thoughts straightened out so that you know what you're really thinking. Michael, I thought we had arranged... Be sure of yourself, you know. And you, to know that there's someone who really understands you, I miss Anna. Michael! Where did I... you come from? Pardon me while I say good evening to the ladies. Good evening, ladies. Where did you come from? You want me to lie to you? No. Well, I've been combing the saloons for you. I must say I had good luck. This is the sixth one I've been in. And, uh, <laughs> here we are, aren't we? Michael, I told you plainly in our office office. Oh, that. I hear you didn't think I'd hold that little joke against you, did you? You're a cocktail, sir. Don't, because uh, bring one for me, please, whatever it is, as long as it's a whiskey sour. Yes, sir. That's all right. Cocktails before dinner is such a lovely custom. Just a minute, waiter. There's only two drinks. Only two. Now, let me solve this by a process of elimination. Mr. Stevenson is drinking. I'm sure of that. Mrs. Stevenson is also drinking. I'm also sure. That leaves, uh, don't tell me, let me guess, that leaves Miss Adams. You're not drinking, Miss Adams? That's right, I'm not drinking. You mean you never drink? Did I say I never drink? No, you didn't. I apologize. It's all just thought. The idea of Miss Carolyn Adams not drinking a slur, Miss Adams, and you do right to resent it. Probably paying off an election bet, is that it? Miss Adams, 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 not to drink. Is that (laughs) what you mean, Miss Adams? I thought there were two things certain in this world. Mm -hmm. That babies eat spinach and that Miss Adams drinks. You've destroyed something very precious in my life, Miss Adams. Very well, Mr. Grant. I'll I'll, I'll tell you why I'm not drinking. If if you're so interested, it's because I... I, well, Well, I... I've always... What the cocktails are sort of sticky. Uh, don't you think so? I beg your pardon? Well, I suppose it's a diversion now and then, but not what you call real drinking. Mr. Stevenson, uh, do you suppose I might have a little straight whiskey? A little straight what? Oh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Stop gulping, Michael. Oh, waiter, uh, straight whiskey for the lady. Yes, sir. Miss Adams, uh, Miss Adams, looks like a lovely evening. <laughs> Miss Adams. <laughs> 
What's that, dear? Oh, what is it, Ethel? Little Goldilocks strike me right under the table. I'm passing out, Jim. Oh, darling, you mustn't. They, we've got to put Caroline on the train. Michael, we'll put her on the train. You'd better take her to Ethel out of here while she's still warm. Please, Arthur. We can leave while they're not looking. Oh, she's sick of everything, darling. Let's go. Tell you what we'll do, Miss Adams. You uh, you just stand still, and I'll I'll dance to the left of you, and then I'll dance to the right now, of you. Ah, that's not fair, Mister Grant. Why don't you stand still, and then I'll dance to the right of you, and then and then to the left of you? Well, let's you. both do it at the same time. You mean each stand still and dance it while the other stands still and dances? Yeah. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I think so. Uh, could we go back to the table now? I think. Oh, the Stevensons. Don't worry about the Stevensons. They've, uh, they've left. Only uh, what? Yes, I, I saw them leave while we weren't looking. How did you know you weren't looking? I looked. Oh, you're wonderful. Yes, it's about time we were discussing the charity bazaar. Oh, I suppose so, but I... So tired. Couldn't have waited until perhaps... It's been delayed too long already. Just oh. because you try to do so much shopping in New York and aren't feeling well today, finish your tea and you'll feel better. Oh, all right, Andy. All right. Oh, there's that silly whistling we heard outside of church this morning. Stop fidgeting, Theodora. What's gotten into you? Nothing. Nothing at all. You fidgeted all during church, too. If going to New York for one day affects you like that, but I... Oh, I wish whoever is doing it would stop that whistling. Well, I'll go to the window and see. You don't have to see. It's the same whistling. It must be the same man that was outside of church. I'll make sure, Auntie. Well, it is, isn't it? Why, um, uh, yes. Walking by? No, sort of, uh, <laughs> resting on the gate. I'll phone Captain O'Donnell and have that good-for-nothing loafer put in jail where he can whistle to his heart's content. Oh, don't bother, Auntie. I- I'll tell him to go away. Now, don't argue too much with him. Just tell him once, and then I'll call the police. How dare you do this to me? How dare you? How do you do? How do you do? Right smart weather we're having, lady. Right you smart. You get away from here and leave this town as fast as you can go. Is that the way to talk to a friend? An old well, drinking please, companion? Please, will you listen to me? My aunt is watching us. As far as she is concerned, I don't know a soul outside of Linfield. And if she suspected what you know about me, she'd have fits. Oh, now, be a nice man, won't you, please? Tip your hat politely and then, and then get away from here, will you? <laughs> Marvelous. This beats my first guess by a mile. Won't you please go? Fine old homestead you got here, lady, but one of your lawns looks seedy, and your lawns do need attendance. No, they don't. You know what you need? It's a gardener. No, don't be absurd. We've never had a gardener. You've got one now. Yes, please, won't you listen to me? It's simply catch it down. I can start right away. No, no, right no, 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 He's a gardener. We're not interested. Well, you ought to be, Mom. Your garden looks pretty bad to me. We don't care how it looks to you. And don't stand there arguing the topic they've always. You just go along about your own business. It's Sunday. I was just telling him that, Auntie. Sunday? I know what time it is. What day of the week it is. Quiet, too, loafer. You got me all wrong, Mom. You got me all wrong. I'm no loafer. I was just telling the little lady here the story of my life. You can't go shouting the story of your life in front of our house. You're quite right, Mom. Now, come in. Open the gate for me, Missy. But I don't Missy, want you to... Open the gate, Missy Adams. Oh, all right, all right. I could strangle you. Wait a minute. Don't close it yet. Why not? Because my dog goes where I go. In with you, Herman. Is, uh, 
Is this your dog? Yeah, just for half an hour. He's really a nice character. Sure. He's a nice smile and uh-huh. uh, ready wit. Yeah. We've uh, decided to throw in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he garden, too? Uh, just with his front feet. Uh, shall I knock? No, no, it's open. And, uh, by the way, my name is uh, Theodora Lynn. Theodora Lynn, yes. it is. Miss Adams? I... Uh-huh. Look here, young man, and keep that dog out of here. If he so much as growls at he me. He never growls at anybody, do you, Herman? You see what I said? Come here, uh, Herman. I, uh, had that out. In just one minute, I'm going to call the police. Oh, I wouldn't, Dr. Becker. I think... Thank you, young... Thank you. Thank you, young lady. You see, ma'am, my name is uh, Dewberry. You're just wasting your time, young man. I see you're refusing work to a man who needs it, who's willing to work, who wants a chance to recover his self-respect. That isn't very charitable-minded, is it? Very charitable-minded is the rest, but if you... All right, all right. Very well. I'll find work right in this town, too, and then I'll have something to say about how people are treated here. I was telling your poor, your little niece, I'll, I'll have a lot to say about a lot of things that are there said around here. There is some work around here, and, Aunt Rebecca, stuff. cleaning up and, and, and sort of setting the gardens to Thank you, lady. That's what I call intelligent charity. Thank you. Yes, I'll, I'll show them to the spare the tool. Thank Can you, you run mad, Theodora? In this way, guys. You just lead the way, young lady. I'll follow you. Did you think you're going to that spare room alone with my niece? Oh, you can come, too. If uh, you insist... know better than to stay this circus right here in our front. Now, look here, you want me to disappoint people who've walked miles to look me over? I bet I played to an audience of uh, of a hundred in the last hour. I hope it's your farewell performance. Herman, let this be a lesson to you. It's a disgrace to have a little fun in Linfield, and don't forget it. Now, look here, I've got some things I want to say to you uh, privately. If this was New York, you could uh, come up to my apartment and see nothing. Well, it isn't New York, so uh, just move over to those rose bushes and start trimming. I don't like rose bushes. Now, go along. Keep your eyes on your work. There. Now, now, tell me, how did you attract me to Linfield? I have an elaborate espionage organization all set up for people like you. Oh, you yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Outside of that, I've got a homing instinct like a pigeon. <laughs> you know, you reminded me of a pigeon the first time I saw you. Oh, did I? Now, <laughs> that's strange. Now, wait a minute. I insist on your telling me how you found me. Well, you dropped a few papers out of your purse when we both had that um, slight difficulty getting out of the cab at the station, remember? Oh. Yes, yes, I, I do remember that. Good, then you must remember that I uh, made so bold as to try and kiss you. Look, I am not you... interested in your memoirs. Now that you've had your little laugh, why don't you go away? I like it here, and anyway, I've got a new mission in life. Oh. I'm going to break you out of this jail and give you to the world, the real you, I mean. I'm going to tell everybody I mean. You wouldn't be so low as to tell my aunt and Lindsay about me. I would, but I won't. You'll do it yourself. Oh, no, never. Uh-huh. No. Uh, tell me, what sort of berries are ripe at this time of year? Berries? Oh, oh, uh, uh, blueberries. Why? That's what you and I are going out to pick tomorrow. Oh, don't be silly. I can't go skipping off into the woods with you. Not skipping. Picking. You're a wreck, Mr. Dewberry. A total wreck. Yeah, I've come to a conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Berry picking is for the berry pickers. I'm through. 
And outside of that, you're a nasty character. Oh, I was wondering when you'd catch on. <laughs> Are you going to give me some of the berries out of that pail? Well, if you weren't flat on your back, you could dig into the pail yourself, you know. I don't want it to drop them in my mouth. That's a good job. Say, <laughs> who do you think's going to chew them up for you? Draw them way back so they just slide down. <laughs> hey, that's the idea. I'm sorry I'm putting you to the trouble of swallowing. Oh, that's all right. Gives the fellow the exercise he needs. <laughs> More. Honestly, you're such a fool. <laughs> I was wondering when you'd catch on. Hmm? Laugh again, will you? I will not. You're ashamed of having laughed, aren't you? Out loud and everything. Dear, oh dear, what would Linfield say? Miss, Miss Theodora Lynn laughed, my dear. I swear she did. I heard her myself. Nobody will believe you. You know you're a strange, sad case, my girl. No, tell me more, Doctor. To start with, you're really a nice girl, full of normal desires, but I'll tell you what's happening to them. All right, what? They're being strangled to death. You mean murder? No, suicide. Oh. What Linfield doesn't let you feel, you write about. Uh-huh. Love, laughter, freedom, fun, what you want to experience and can't. Yes, yes, go on, Doctor. There's a happy world out yonder, young woman. Break loose. Go on, tell Linfield to... Tell Linfield. <laughs> Look, I am very happy the way I am. Thank you very much. Oh, no, you You won't be free and happy until you do what I tell you. Now, with my help... Now, wait a minute. As a matter of fact, you, uh, you could help me. Say the word. What do you want me to do? Get out of Linfield and stay out. Then I'll be very happy and very free. You see, Dr. Dubay, my, my real life is right here. Carolyn Adams was an accident. She won't write anymore. Too bad, if you ask me. Okay, that's your answer if I ask you. And until then, will you please leave it like this, Doctor? I'll be sure to call you if anything ever does go wrong. You promise? I promise. I promise that nothing ever will go wrong. <laughs> Campbell Playhouse presentation of Theodore Goes Wild, starring Loretta Young and Orson Welles. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Chapel, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming you back to the Campbell Playhouse. In just a moment, we shall resume our presentation of Theodore Goes Wild. But first, do you remember, I'm sure many of us do, being sent as a child by mother to the market, and that among the things she ordered was a soup bone for making soup? <laughs> yes, sirree. You trudged down to a friendly store in the neighborhood, made your wants known, and the soup bone was faithfully brought back and made part of a hearty, old-style, heartwarming soup that mother made so well and... You enjoyed so much. But I'll wager that the boy or girl going to the store for mother nowadays doesn't very often have a soup bone on the list. Instead, the grocery likely tucks into the bag one or more cans with a familiar red and white label that says Campbell's Soup. Mother knows that into the making of Campbell's Soups go luscious vegetables and fine selected meats. And these soups are the kind she wants her family to have. And so she buys them and serves them regularly. I'd like to ask if you at your house have turned your soup making over to Campbell's. I sincerely believe that if you do so, you'll be delighted to see how keenly your family will enjoy these fine soups. And now we resume our Campbell Playoff presentation of Theodora Goes Wild, 
Starring Orson Welles and Loretta Young. you were thinking of going traipsing off into the woods with a gardener, a man you never saw before yesterday. Well, Aunt Rebecca, I admit it was wrong to walk down Main Street like that with him, carrying a pail of blueberries, and I'm sorry everybody happened to see it. But I honestly can't see that it was all so very sinful. To be seen publicly with this loafer? Really, Theodora? I suppose Linfield has his mind all made up about that. If Linfield hasn't, I have. Theodora, I'm putting my foot down once and for all. He's not a fit companion for you. Now, look. Isn't it time I use my own judgment in a matter like this? Very well, then. If you're going to be stubborn about it, his work's about done. You said just a few days. He can be discharged right now. But I don't want him to be... All right. I'll tell him to go at once. It doesn't make any difference to you what I want, does it? It's what you happen to think is good for me. You've been doing that to me since I was three years old, and I'm sick of it. You bullied and scolded and frightened me all I'll stand for. You know what you're saying? I certainly do, and I haven't said half of what I'm going to say. To begin with, let me tell you something. Theodora, you're working yourself up over nothing at all. I don't think I am. And listen carefully, Aunt Rebecca, because I'm every word of this. There's no law that can put that gardener off these premises. He is going to stay. I say he's not. What I choose to do is none of Linfield's business. This is a free country, and I'm over 21. Well, as far as Linfield is concerned, the whole town can go and, 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 and take a jump on the lake. Theodora! That gardener will stay as long as I want him to, and that's forever. Because I love him. Travel faster alone. I'm leaving in a hurry because it'll be better that way. Good luck. And this Carolyn Madison. Michael. Oh. Oh, Michael. All right. All right. Why does this have to be the only apartment in New York just because I don't rush? You know I was in the neighborhood by, I suppose, by, by whistling. But you see, Michael, I can't whistle very well. Just listen to this. Look, Theodora. Huh? Oh, maybe we better close the door. I know what you came here about. Do you? Yes. That note. Well, about that note, Theodora. Yes? Writing it was the most difficult thing I ever had to do. Yes? You see, I ran away because... It, if I had any idea that it, it would become as, as serious as it did... I, I wouldn't ever have, have, uh, have gone to Linfield. I had no right to, to let it become serious. Now, please believe me. I uh, I don't believe you. Well, if you let me explain. I'm not stopping you from explaining. Well, I can't just say what I want to say now. Now, some other time. I'm expecting my father. I'm and afraid I... some other time won't do, my Theodora, friend. there's nothing more important in the world to me than you. Nothing in the... There they are now. Theod... Oh, Theodora, if you... see it. Theodora, they can't find you here. Who are they, Michael? My father and... and yes? Uh, Theodora. Yes? Won't you please go into another room and go sit down someplace? Yes, Michael, I'll sit down someplace. Right here. Oh. Hello, father. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Hello, Agnes. Hello, Michael. Well, what do you mean by this, Michael? Running out of town, not letting us know about it. Where were you? Well, I, I was uh, out of out of town. I know that. Where were you? <laughs> it's a funny thing, Father, but... Who's that? <laughs> Who's what? Oh, you oh. mean, uh... Oh. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, this, uh... Uh, Miss Lynn, from, uh... The Stevenson office. She just, uh... Miss Lynn, she brought some material over. I'm going to illustrate as a matter of uh, my father, Miss Lynn. How do you do, Mr. Grant? Uh, well, I suppose I'll have to introduce myself. I'm Mrs. Grant. Mrs. Grant. Michael, your mother... Well, not exactly, Miss Lynn. I'm Michael's wife. Oh. Oh. How do you do? Michael, where did you say you were? In the country. Sketching. Well, that's a new name for it. Uh, did you drift back into town accidentally? No. Or did you remember that I'm giving a reception for the government? I remember the... the yeah, of course I remember. Yes, well, I trust that you'll be good enough to remember also that I expect you and Agnes to be present. Well, I he's will... the one that's insisting, Michael. If it were up to but me. But, Father... I expect you and with Agnes. Father, this this pretense of my happy marriage can't go on. It, it's been washed up for five years. Agnes is just as sick of it as I am. That's a lie. I'm sick of it. I thought we agreed there'd be no divorce as long as I hold public office. Well, you gave me your word, and that's the way it's going to be. Nothing can be done with him, but Michael. There'll be no buts. You know what's expected of you, Michael. Come on, Agnes. Uh, goodbye, Miss. Goodbye. Goodbye, Michael. Goodbye. I can scarcely wait for the governor's reception. Neither can I. We always have such cheerful meetings, yes, don't we? Certainly do. That's, oh. That is. That's it, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all clear now, isn't it? Well, in a way, Michael. Uh, you know, you know, seeing these paintings of yours gives me an idea. What you need, Michael, is an artist model. I, what? Uh, an artist model. With the slightest use for a model. Oh, but that's unimportant. You've got one now. Oh. Me. What for? Oh, to mow the lawn and do the transplanting no. and pick the berries and laugh at the net. You know. A joke, I know. get it. You see, Michael, you're living in jail. You don't call your soul your own. Wait a minute. If you're you're pretending there's any similarity between your situation and mine, Theodora. What's the difference? What's to stop you from being free? Well, I'm under an obligation to my father. After all, I haven't any right to. Oh, I see. Michael, you claim to love me, don't you? You know I do. And the very minute I'm free, darling Theodora. When precisely is this minute to be? Well, just let father serve out his term as lieutenant governor. He's decided not to run for office again. Ever. And, And. that means that within two years... Two years? Yes. Two years is exactly two years too long. Now, be reasonable, Theodore. If I had any way in the world... If you had any courage, if you had any outlook, why, 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 you wouldn't think of waiting for two years. Oh, Michael, it's pretty clear to me that what you need is a model. Theodore, you're not being fair. Oh, yes, I'm being fair. Is this the phone to the lobby downstairs? Yes, that's the phone. Why? Thank you. Hello? What are you doing? Uh, those boxes and things that were left in the lobby. Will you send them up to Mr. Grant's apartment, please? Yes, yes, that's right. Thank you. What are you talking? What boxes? What things? Well, my clothes. You don't think I'm going to going to stay here indefinitely without any clothes? Exactly. Do what do you think you're going to do? Return a favor, darling. Well, how? By moving in here and breaking a scandal about my ears? Well, you've got to expect a scandal when you've got a model living in your apartment. Hey. Oh no, 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 no! no. Well, now let me. I'm sure it's for me. There, I was right. Oh. Bring them right in, young man. Thank you very Listen much. Listen to me. If you're yes. going to stay here, I'm not. Oh, and it's such a nice apartment. You'd be so happy here. I'm leaving right now. Oh. Boy, uh, well, will you uh, please take these things into the spare bedroom? Yes, ma'am. And, uh, boy, tell them at the desk, is there any call from Miss Caroline Adams? I'll be in Mr. Grant's apartment from now on. (laughs) 
day, Miss Lynn. I am not Miss Lynn. I am Miss Adams. And I don't want you to think that this is a friendly call, Mr. Stevenson, because it isn't. I came here to have a fight. But really, Miss Lynn, there isn't Adam, anything that... I am dissatisfied with the treatment I received from my publisher. I mean you, Mr. Stevenson. Why don't I get any publicity around but here? But my dear, Miss Lynn, Miss Adams, I, I... You may call me Theodora, Mr. Stevenson. Go on, call me Theodora. Theodora. Oh, that sounds very good, very good indeed. You know the Caroline Adams of Theodora, but who else knows Theodora as Caroline Adams? Nobody. Nobody, that's right. The widest-selling author in the country, and who knows anything about me? Who knows that I'm young and modern and... Oh, you're going to say beautiful? Well, come along, will you? Oh, yes, go ahead, beautiful. Beautiful, thank you very much. Why aren't the facts of my life in Linfield known everywhere? Do you realize what a story that would make? But you said I always thought that... You never thought I'm beginning to see why the publishing business is so bad. Publishers don't care about increasing the sales of their books. Don't they? No, they don't. I'm going to give you one more chance, Mrs. Stevenson. I want publicity, and I want lots of it. I want my picture on every jacket of every book of mine sold. I want the story of Theodore Lynn and Carolyn Adams splattered over every paper in every town in this country. Do you get the general idea, Mrs. Stevenson? I think I do. Well, make sure that you do. You know, you don't want to forget. There are lots of other publishers, but there is only one Carolyn Adams. She seems to belong to that narrow, benighted community. But in her heart, she longed to be called baby. Oh, that's great, baby. <laughs> and then out of that big city, there came to that little hamlet the man who did call her baby. And from then on, gentlemen, the story warms up. Uh, of course, I haven't worked out the ending yet, but I, I'll guarantee you it'll be interesting at least. Uh, that wouldn't be the story of your life by any chance, would it, Miss Adams? Well, I, I shouldn't wonder. Uh, who's the man? The man. Well, after all, gentlemen, I'm I'm entitled to one of the secret, don't you think? Yeah, but only one. That's the rule. So suppose you tell us. Isn't this Michael Grant's apartment? Michael Grant? Yeah. Michael Grant. Yeah, yeah. Son of Albert W. Grant, Lieutenant Governor. Oh. Unless I'm mistaken. Oh, indeed, you're not mistaken. Yes, this is Mr. Grant's apartment. Uh, we can print that, can we? I, I beg your pardon? That you're living in Mr. Grant's apartment. Well, gentlemen, since I am, I, I don't know what we can do about it. Though how you ever learned that fact out of me, I'll never know. Now, don't tell me there isn't anything you can do about it, Michael. You have to do something about it. I can't. If you only understand, part of this girl has made up her mind. Yes, she certainly has. 
giving your address, your apartment. Call the police and have her thrown out. What your father means, Mike. I Go know what you... my father means, Agnes, but he forgets that New York will be looking on if I call in the police, and that'll be fine publicity for the governor's reception, Father. Now, well, you great. must do it without publicity. The idea of a notorious woman like that, did you read what she has to say about herself, hidden away in a hamlet, her soul enslaved, a woman leading a double life? If not triple. We don't need your corrections, Agnes. This isn't any consideration of yours. Why not? Well, it isn't. After all, if she's out to break up our marriage, Mike. Well, maybe I ought to root for her. I want you to behave yourself, too, I guess. All right. Let me say this. Don't. This woman can do anything she wants to as long as nobody suffers with my Right. If it gets talked about it, I'm made to look like a foolish, deceived wife. You I'll protect myself. Michael's not going to drag me Can't into anything. Can't you understand I'm not dragging anybody into anything? Oh. Just... I, you must make this woman stop her practical joke immediately, practical Michael. Do you joke. understand that? Yes, sir. I just don't understand how I'm going to do it. Well, that will be up to you. You're so clever, Michael. You'll think of something. Make yourself at home. Thank you. Here, let me take your hat. Won't you sit down? No, I right. won't sit down. Just come to tell you something, Theodora. Oh, but you mustn't think you have to have a reason for coming, Michael. After all, this is your home as much as mine. You're always welcome. You know that. Stop what? it, Theodora. Don't you know you're getting yourself the worst possible kind of reputation? Am I really, Michael? Oh, I knew I would, but I didn't dare hope for you. I want you to stop it. Michael, darling, I can't stop it. Don't you see? I'm just being myself. Whatever happens, just the way I am. I'm free, Michael. Free. You ought to try it sometime, you know. I'd you... wring your neck right now. Only that would just make matters worse. Oh. You you do care about me, don't you? Listen to me, Theodore. I came up here to ask you to do me a favor. Oh, that's the second thing you said you came up here about. But to start with, you said you only came up here about one thing. You know, you confused me, Michael. Please, all... Theodora. Theodora, please. <laughs> all right, Theodora, Michael, what is it? try to be quiet and go after the governor's reception, please. Oh. I'll tell you what. Why don't you get out of town until the reception is over? That's all I ask of you. I'll come up to Linfield and and, and talk to you in in a month. Only get out now. You're making my life miserable. <laughs> oh, that's a sign that a struggle's going on within you, Michael. But you will be victorious. Don't worry. Yes, the light will break suddenly, and then you'll rise up and tell your father what I told Linfield. And, oh, you'll be so happy, Michael. You can break your chains if you want to. We all can. Why can't you be a little reasonable, Theodore? I've forgotten how, after Linfield. Is that your final answer? Yes. There's nothing I can... Nothing, Michael? Nothing. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't stay away so long next time, Michael. I want you to treat this apartment as if it were your very own. Anymore, Governor. Do you mind if we hang around and get whatever pictures we can? Why, of course not. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> Governor Cameron, you remember my son Michael and his wife? Why, of course. How do you do, Michael? How, how do you do, sir? Still painting, Michael? Pity I'm... isn't a statesman, isn't it, Governor? Pity. Haven't I seen your name in the papers recently, Michael, about... Uh, oh, no. Which I can uh, recall uh, the incident. Uh, you I... don't mean the story about Carol and Adam. Oh, that I, is uh, uh, Theodora Lynn, do uh, you, Governor? Why, I don't really remember. But she was a woman I... that was living in Michael's apartment, you well, know. Well, Governor, you... She's a celebrated novelist, Governor. A sensational novelist, Governor. And a woman with quite a broad oh, understanding, Governor. I, I, I assure you. You see, I, I've never met the lady myself. 
it, it was, as a matter of fact, it, and my publisher, as it happened, gave the uh, gave the use of my apartment. You know how the newspapers are, Governor. Indeed, sure. I do. Yes, you do. I, I yes, hope sir. steps are taken to clear this matter up. They will be, You sir. know your father and well, I... Well, uh, <coughs> Michael is, uh, is clearing the whole thing up. Yeah, I'm clearing the whole matter up, Your sir. father and I have been very careful to keep this administration clean, my boy. Oh, I know that, sir. Uh, Agnes. What? Darling... Uh, dance, I believe. Why, Governor, Michael, I can't you dance with your husband. You must dance with me, Mr. Uh, yes. Thank you, Governor. See you, Governor. Governor. Governor, you dance divinely. Uh, thank you, Miss. I, I didn't quite get your name. Adam. Oh, yes, Adam. <laughs> well, you're a splendid dancer, too, Miss Adam. Well, thank you, Governor. Michael. Michael, tell me quickly. Yes. Is that that woman with yes. the governor? There's no question her. about it, Father. Can't you see? Oh, this is terrible. In five minutes, everybody in the house will know who she is. They got a picture of her a minute ago with the governor. All right, I'll take care of that. Now, hurry. See to it that she gets out of this house, Michael. Take her out into the garden on the terrace anyway. And keep her, her there for the rest uh, of the evening. I... There you are, Grant. How light the party. And I just had the most fascinating dance. Uh, let me present Miss... Miss, um... uh, Miss Adams. Oh, yes, Miss Adams. Grant <laughs> and Michael Grant. How do you uh, do? How, how do you do? How, how do you do? So nice, Miss Adams. Isn't this the most delightful party? You know, I don't know when I've enjoyed myself so much, and the governor dances to You'd be a charming lady to dance with, and I'm young oh, again. Yes, you. that's what Michael always says, isn't yes. it, Michael? Yes, it's uh, what I always say. Ah, there's the music again. Uh, may I have the pleasure of this dance, Miss Adams? I could use the power of my office to keep Miss Adams for myself. But you should be served occasionally, I suppose. Ah, uh, you're a one, I Governor. relinquish Miss Adams to you, Michael, with regret. Uh, thank you, Governor. I'll see you. You're not keeping time with music very well, Mr. Grant. Uh, would it help you if I whistled? The only thing that would help would be if the floor would open up and swallow us both. Or anyway, you. Why don't you get in here? Oh, you isn't that funny? I said to myself, I'll bet the first thing Michael asked me is, how did I get in here? How did you get in here? Oh, darling, don't hold me so tight. This is hardly the place. How did you get in here? Oh, you don't have to get in here. Uh, Stevenson's had an invitation, and, and they decided not to come, and so... I want to talk first. to you. Come on out here in the balcony. Hey! Hey, darling, my arm! You're opening the door. Now then, you're obviously at this party to start something. What are you going to do? Do? Don't try to fool me. Everywhere you are these days, something happens. Why, Michael... Listen to me, Theodora. If you try to start anything here tonight, I'll... I'll spend the rest of my life persecuting you. And that goes if you're not out of this house in 15 minutes. Oh, you couldn't really persecute me, could you, Michael? Yes, I could. Well, maybe not, but I'd hire somebody. Oh. And you've got to get out of my apartment and out of New York inside of two days. Is that clear? Do you mean that, Michael? I mean every word of it. I'm, I'm to go back to Linfield? Linfield. And, and just wait? And wait. Oh. Is this really goodbye? Only for now. You do as I ask you to do, Theodore. You're bribing me, Michael. I'm, I'm not bribing you. I'm just trying to make something... All right, all right, Michael. I'll go. I'll go back home. But I, uh... I would like something to remember you by. Have anything? Sure, anything. Well, could I... Could I have a kiss, Michael? Uh, well, not here. I see you off on the train. I'll kiss you but down supposing on... you don't come to the train, I'll, supposing you're afraid I'll, of... I'll come to the train and sit on the train. But I can't do Theodora. Michael. Hold it. And for those photographers, I'll break their necks if they print that picture. I'll skin them alive. Why, I'll crack Michael, them. you know you can't catch them. What are As you for you, if I ever said I loved you, Theodora. If you ever said you loved me, what? 
Why, I beg your oh. pardon. Oh, Governor. Hello, Governor. Uh, why, what's going on here? Can't you see, Governor? It's my husband and Miss Adams with uh, their arms around each other. <laughs> Michael, you've really distinguished yourself this time. Uh, <laughs>
Theodora. Michael. I wanted to come to the station, but Aunt Rebecca... Oh, I'm glad you didn't. Oh, it's so much nicer here, just the two of us, Michael. Oh, I beg your pardon, Herman. I meant just the three of us. You have been listening to the Campbell Playhouse presentation of Theodore Goes Wild, starring Loretta Young and Orson Welles. Mr. Welles will be back with us in just a moment, but right now, if I may, a brief reminder. When you enjoy Campbell's vegetable soup at your table, you are eating vegetable soup every bit as fine as any that ever came out of a home soup kettle. That's because it's made in the old-fashioned old home way. It's 15 different garden vegetables, and it's invigorating beef stock give it the stoutness and substance the really hearty eating that you want in a soup at this time of year. No wonder, indeed, that families everywhere look upon Campbell's vegetable soup as, well, as almost a meal in itself. Now, wouldn't piping hot plates of vegetable soup as Campbell's make it taste really good at supper tomorrow night? And now, here is Orson Welles. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to present tonight's guest star. Not only is she one of Hollywood's best-known actresses, but she is by common consent one of the best-liked members of the movie colony. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Loretta Young. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you, Mr. Wells. I'm, uh, I'm particularly happy to be here tonight because I really think I'm what could be called a Campbell's Playhouse veteran. I was on the very second Campbell Playhouse broadcast in private India with Ronald Coleman back in, oh, October 1934. I was going to bring that up. Our records show that you've only appeared with us five times, including tonight, since then, and that's not nearly enough. <laughs> thank you. I want you to promise you'll be back with us again very soon. I'll be glad to appear again here, Austin. While we're about it, I feel I must warn you, Loretta, about tonight's broadcast. Warn me about what? Well, you know what you're going to be suspect from now on, don't you? Let an anonymous novel appear anywhere. Let any author use a nom de plume, ah. and we'll all be convinced you're the author. <laughs> well, that's a marvelous idea. And it'll make a good plot for a picture or a broadcast. Well, why don't we do it and call it um, Theodora Goes Wild? Great. And I could play a young artist called Michael and go to Linfield and pick up a dog called Herman. Yes, <laughs> you got the idea. I'm ready right. any time you are. Well, it's a deal. As soon as I finish with my next picture. That wouldn't be a Columbia Pictures Corporation <laughs> picture, would it? Yes. It would be awesome, and thank you very much. Don't mention it. Thank you. Loretta Young. And good night. Good night. Miss Young, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with Theodora. Jed Waterbury was Ray Collins. Mr. Grant Sr. was Everett Sloan. Mrs. Michael Grant was Georgia Backus. Mary Taylor was Mrs. Stevenson. Aunt Rebecca was Clara Blandick. Frank Reddick was Arthur Stevenson. And Michael Grant was your obedient servant. Now it's the next week. Next Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen, our offering will be The Citadel by A.J. Cronin. A human story of the struggle of a young doctor and his wife to see and hold their way clear against the complexities of modern life in his profession. And as Christine, the clear-eyed wife, who manages to remain true at all times, not only to her own self, but to her husband's true self as well. We regard ourselves as extremely fortunate in being able to present an actress who has been universally acclaimed as the outstanding motion picture discovery of last year, with unanimous critical acclaim for a performance in Wuthering Heights and Dark Victory, one of the brightest of the new stars in the Hollywood firmament, Miss Geraldine Fitzgerald. And so until next Sunday night in the Citadel... My sponsors, the makers of Campbell Soups, and all of us here in the Campbell Playhouse remain, as always, obediently yours.
makers of Campbell Soup, join Orson Welles in inviting you to be with us in the Campbell Playhouse again next Sunday evening when we present A.J. Cronin's The Citadel with Miss Geraldine Fitzgerald as our guest star. Meanwhile, if you've enjoyed tonight's presentation, won't you tell your grocer so tomorrow when you order Campbell's vegetable soup? This is Ernest Chappell saying thank you and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.